Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. Tumpta. Hump day. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome into this Wednesday, February 1st edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Brought to you in part by the Brown Funeral Home and Cremations. Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has probably served our area since 1880. Spencer Punick, Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, and our intern, Gerald Wright, producing for us on the TV10 side. Happy to have you with us here in this show. And a lot to talk about today. Uh, First of all, uh, it's National Signing Day. Uh, We'll be out at two signings today. Unfortunately, logistically, couldn't make it out to all of them here in the Eastern Panhandle. Uh, but uh, one just went down here about 35 minutes or so ago. Uh, so we'll actually start off the show talking about signings, guys. And uh, signing earlier this morning uh, was at Musselman High School, as uh, head coach Brian Thomas let us know this morning that Ray Adama signing with FCS VMI. And then uh, Alex Skaggs will sign with Gle- or signed with Glenville State this morning as well. So congratulations to both of them. I would assume maybe Baden Hartman if he decides to go the football route. I know he's gotten a few offers so far. I'm not. I'm assuming some of them are football, uh, but I'm assuming he also maybe wants to go out for baseball as well. So we'll see how that works out. But congratulations to Ray Adamas and to Alex Skaggs from Musselman. Guys, your thoughts? We didn't know about Alex Skaggs until just this morning. Yeah, congratulations to both of them. Uh, you know, obviously Ray Adamas had an awesome season for Mulsman, and so did Skaggs as well. So uh, that's really good to see. You know, a lot of guys in this area are getting that recognition and, and getting those opportunities to play at the next level. And you mentioned Baden Hartman, and I know he was getting a few football offers, but maybe not as much traction as he was getting for baseball. I do think he'll go with baseball, but he he definitely could play football at the next level if he decides to but it's probably for him probably uh you know whatever he's getting more scholarship money for and, and stuff like that so um i think he was trying to maybe go to shepherd for baseball but i can't remember if that was accurate or not uh but you know musselman has got a talented team and you know those two guys both signing we knew about ray which will be a great opportunity for him to play at vmi and uh, for Skaggs, we didn't know about that, but that's good for him. And, you know, nice to see more athletes getting opportunities to play at the next level. It's great to see athletes like that getting more opportunities. Colin, your take? I'm happy for uh, both guys. We heard a few days ago that uh, Adamus was going to commit to uh, VMI and then sign and then Skaggs uh, now announcing to Glenville State. So staying in the state is always great to see, too, and the fact that uh, – Schools, no matter what level it is in the Mountain State, are looking to keep the pipeline in the state and looking for talent in the Eastern Panhandle and finding it. Yes, definitely. We'll move on to Jefferson because, uh, wow, just a number of guys signing so far. Uh, We've got Spencer Powell, Isaiah Fritz, now Oren Humphreys. The three of them will all all stay home and go to Shepard. It's pretty big, and uh, you know, awaiting to see um, where Evan Tool winds up. Obviously, he's got an offer from Shepard in hand. Uh, it'll be interesting to see where things come down with his commitment. Um, 
But uh, congratulations to those three guys. They'll be staying home going to Shepard. Yeah, it's pretty crazy how many guys uh, from Jefferson are going to be playing on that Shepard roster next year. And uh, while they may not all start or any of them start, they'll all be you know freshmen, sophomores. It definitely shows the talent of that program and, and what Craig Hunter's been able to do there over the last couple of years. And uh, those players are now starting to get that recognition, you know, getting those offers. And you know, there's other guys in the program that are still there that are probably going to see offers. As we know, Keyshawn Robinson's getting a ton, but he's only a junior. So, um, you know, he'll probably go D1 somewhere, and that will be awesome for Jefferson as well. But the Cougars are really starting to pick things up. They're starting to put together a real solid program there at Jefferson High School. Um, and, you know, they're losing a lot of talent from this year's team, so it'll be interesting to see if next year's team can continue this recent success. But uh, in particular at Shepard, you know, they are really adding up with, you know, a lot of Jefferson guys, and it makes sense. That's the one of the closest high schools to Shepard. Um, you know, it's in their county, so those are backyard guys, and if you can't get those kids to come play for your program, then you have an issue usually, especially if they are considered, you know, guys that should be playing at the D2 level. So, you know, good job by Shepard and a good job by, uh, you know, Coach Hunter and his program to continue to uh, put together, you know, really solid teams and really solid athletes that are getting these opportunities. Yeah, definitely, and we'll move on now. Oh, wait, did you want to say something about Jefferson? I, I just love that these three guys are signing now go along and play with two guys that we know on the offensive end that signed last year from Jefferson. The success is there. The athletes are there for Jefferson. They'll continue to roll in, as you already said, Tool still waiting to hear where he'll officially go. I know it's a pretty big running back room already at Shepard. I think it'd be a nice fit for him still there, too, just to continue to rebuild the Rams offense and even if these guys don't play on the offensive side we know their capabilities on the defensive side as well so whatever uh coach McCook and everybody else at Shepard sees fit for these guys I think will be the right move I trust them yeah definitely we'll move on now to Martinsburg we'll be there this afternoon to watch their signing ceremony and uh a lot of a lot of guys going places. I'm trying to calculate it all in my head because there's just so many players. We know Jameer Hunter made his announcement last night. Uh, at about 6.30, he tweeted out that he is 100% committed to Fairmont State. And, uh, you know, I wondered if he thought about staying home at Shepard, but with, with the Jefferson guys signing, he thought maybe it'd be better off to, to go to a different place because I know he was high on Shepard's radar and he, Shepard was high on his radar from what I understand, but he's going to go to Fairmont State. That's pretty big, guys. Yeah, it was a little bit surprising because I think uh, with the Martinsburg connection to Shepard, it, it would have made a lot of sense for the Rams to add a guy like Jameer Hunter who – at least based off of his high school production, um, was the best player in the EPAC last year. So offensively, at least. Um, so you know you link that to probably going to Shepherd if you're not going to go, you know, to WVU or, or something like that. So um, you know it was a little bit surprising, but I think the Fairmont State opportunity is probably there for him to start right away potentially and you know get a lot of, or at least get a lot of playing time which was probably a, appealing to Jameer while at Shepard you know not only do you have a lot of guys coming in uh that have already committed but you have 
really a solid receiving core returning led by Ryan Beach and, uh, you know, a few other guys, Malachi Brown's there as well. So, you know, those playing time plus Daryl Harper and uh, Cam Dorner, Dorner. Um, you know, you have those guys already that you would think would probably be your top four wide receivers heading into the season. So, you know, what opportunity would Jameer Hunter have as a freshman? Maybe at Fairmont State, he's being told that he will have an opportunity to compete for a starting position. So that might be what was more important to him. And, uh, you know, certainly wish him the best of luck there and, uh, you know, really talented player. Yeah, definitely a very talented player, Colin. You yeah, want, I wish you him the best, too. Uh, co- covering Shepard, obviously, like we do, it's a little disappointing just because we know from also covering Martinsburg how much of a talent Jameer Hunter is. And to kind of answer the question, even though you just listed off four wide receivers for Shepard and then proceeded with the question, where would Hunter really fit on this team because of those receivers? And I think it would be in the return game. We know how special each time Hunter was back to return either a punt or a kickoff that he could score at any moment, it seemed like. And I feel like even as a freshman, he could make that impact potentially for Shepard if he would have went there. But Fairmont Sr.'s a nice spot for him, and we know with Ronnie or – yeah, Fairmont State. I always get those two mixed up. My apologies, but thank you. high school. I know. But just going back to it, we know Ronnie Brown was – last year he's now gone so you're looking for somebody to be that explosive guy in the return game and i felt like jameer hunter could do that but he'll be doing it now for fairmont state yes he will uh commitment coming out overnight uh did you see what time he tweeted this out no because you sent we it to ready us. for basketball so i did not see no 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 no, no. the time. the one that you sent us this morning he tweeted it out 106 a.m he must have been really hyped and couldn't couldn't fall asleep because he wanted to say where he was doing go. homework that was eric king he's committed to bluefield state university and uh, he obviously had a few offers one of them coming from shepherd uh but he's going to go to an hbcu in uh bluefield state university state is bluefield state in the state i can't remember which one is bluefield state is in bluefield west virginia there's another bluefield college that's in bluefield virginia because they're border town yes but uh Eric King going to stay in the state and go to Bluefield State University to play for the Big Blue at the D2 level. Yeah, probably, a, a, again, better opportunity probably to get some playing time for Eric King right away. Uh, you know, Shepard offered him to play tight end, so that would have been a, you know, a transition situation for him where he isn't familiar with playing tight end. Uh, and while we thought maybe he could find a role – in the Rams, eventually, it's definitely tough when you know you, you've played running back, you've played D line, uh, to try to go to a college and, and learn a brand new position. So, congratulations to Eric and uh, you know good good decision there. I think for him to play at Bluefield State and and also it could have been you know some educational things as well. You know, because yeah. if, if you're not going d1 i think a lot of that has to be in in the back of your mind you know what you want to do after football yeah that is that is definitely a great point there nick and then back to shepherd uh, we learned about this yesterday talked about on the show roman pearson uh gonna stay home go to shepherd and that's gonna be a big eastern panhandle uh squad really on offense i mean you, you look back at the two guys last year from jefferson uh, off the top of my head that i know that that went uh being sammy roberts and uh case lanza tight end and quarterback 
Uh, and then you got some, you know some linemen from Martinsburg specifically on the on the offensive side. But that's a now Eastern Panhandle loaded uh, Shepherd roster specifically offensively with uh, Hartman coming back at running back and uh, just so many names from the Eastern Panhandle on that list, guys. Yeah, and you know I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that Eastern Panhandle guys have had success playing for Shepard and now we're seeing one of those guys in Tyson Bajan have success potentially playing at the next level so I think uh, if you grew up in this area and you've grown up going to Shepard games and you're seeing the success of the program and you're seeing the success of the players after they leave that program that's pretty appealing to you so knowing yeah. that guys that grew up in a similar situation to you are now playing on a national stage at, even if even if it is division two and typically when you think of division two you might say well my dream is to play at wvu your dream can be to play at shepherd and you can do great things playing at shepherd so i think that's really appealing to the division two level prospects in the area and uh you know we're seeing these kids commit here and we're seeing that shepherd understands the talent that is in the EPAC and in the uh, state and they're recruiting these guys hard and and they've had several players not just Tyson you know carve out starting roles and be a part of a very successful football team so you know that's really appealing probably to these players and uh, it's good to see that it's not just two like Martinsburg's only the, the only school or something like that we're seeing Martinsburg Jefferson uh, you know, Hedgesville to an extent, and um, you know the other schools in the area all get offers or, or even commit to Shepherd. So I think that's cool to see. It is cool to say he'll join. Obviously, Malachi Brown, uh, Martinsburg alum, there as well. And then on the offensive side, Ty Lucas uh, went to Martinsburg. Um, Don't forget Dwayne Grandpa. I was talking about specifically offensive side. I was saying it just seems like it's going to be right. a very offensive loaded EPAC you know team right you i mean if like you just that. want to name guys that are from the epac on the play offense you got i mean lucas and you mentioned brown uh you got case and lanza sammy roberts and then slack yeah he no, plays christian defense. slack's playing d-line oh is he playing yeah, d-line okay, okay i thought he was Shepherd. o-line um then you got blake hartman you got hartman and then you got all the uh the new commits there yeah you got the new commits and then you have here I want to forget his name. Fleetwood White, a redshirt, going to be a redshirt sophomore offensive lineman from Washington High School. Right. Uh, but uh, it'll be interesting to see how that pl- pans out uh, with a lot of guys on offense. And then you got a kicker, a kicker from Martinsburg, Brenter Williger. He's going to go to Gannon University. Uh, that's in the PSAC as well. So he's signing today. Uh, so congrats to all those guys. And obviously, we already talked about Cam Shallis. He already signed his preferred walk-on offer to West Virginia University. So uh, he's going to be in there. And, uh, Colin, you got some insider info this morning. Uh, there will be a decision from one Ezra Bajant coming next week, according to his father. Yep. You hit it right on the head. I got nothing else other than that. Don't know where he's going. I uh, don't know what day next week. All we know is that he will make his commitment next week. All right, there you go with that. And finally, over to Hedgesville, we talked about Tanner Matthews He's going to West Virginia Wesleyan. Uh, but we did see yesterday that Hedgesville football tweeted out that they were having two people sign. Well, the other one, that's Eli Faircloth, the 6'7", 300-pound uh, offensive and defensive lineman. There, he's going to look like he's going to play OL 
uh, for Bethany College, uh, but he is going to sign with the Bison today and uh, will be out there for that signing as well. So we'll get comments from uh, – try to get comments from every player signing and the coaches about each player. Play those on the air tomorrow. But obviously a lot a lot more to go down. And when we talked – I talked to Coach Sherman at um, – specifically about Martinsburg when I talked to him at Cam Shallis' signing, he said – that uh, there'll be some stragglers coming after signing day, including Ezra Bajant. Not sure if he'll be here in the Eastern Panel because I know that he's traveling on homebound uh, with his brother, trying to get ready as he gets ready to play college football. But there'll be a couple more guys. Avion Blackwood could be one of them. I know that he's got yep. an offer in hand from Shepherd University. Zion Grantham. Zion Grantham as well. But I know specifically Avion might be trying to play double duty potentially. That'd be awesome. With basketball. I know he's been trying to get his highlights out there on social media but uh yeah that's that's what we really have for signings we do have another signing first player in eastern panhandle uh first ever division one beach volleyball commit from the eastern panhandle ava dunnigan from muscleman she's going to play at the college of charleston in south carolina for beach volleyball so that's pretty cool yeah i mean obviously there's not a beach around here so (laughs) we don't really have a whole lot of beach volleyball but we do have some very talented volleyball players so uh congratulations to her and it's funny on the way home colin was saying charleston they don't have a beach there. yeah i didn't know which charleston it was i didn't really in the look, screenshot it says south carolina i, I, I didn't read it i just colin. heard college also, of charleston so i wasn't col- also the the college yes. the university charleston is the university the, of charleston yes the university in charleston west virginia is charleston or university of charleston all right uh, before Sound we, like Pac McAfee. I don't know which one's which, okay? <laughs> I don't know the difference between a college and a university. All right, we'll get to sure. that here next segment, but uh, let's talk a little Eastern Panhandle hoops. Uh, last on a thriller here on TV10, Jefferson knocked off Martinsburg 61-58. The Lady Cougars 6-9, 3-4 in the EPAC now, while the Lady Bulldogs fell to 5-10 and 3-3 and three and three in the conference. Colin, your quick takeaway from that. I hope that's the regional championship. That was so much fun last night seeing Jefferson and Martinsburg go up against each other, and it was a back-and-forth game the entire time. It was a first-quarter lead for Martinsburg, followed by being tied at half, followed by another one-point lead at the third quarter for Martinsburg, and then a buzzer beater to tie things up to force overtime by Hannah Shanley, a player that we hadn't seen all year long for Jefferson because Jefferson was out without uh, Grace Dodson due to an injury that she suffered against Musselman the day prior, as well as now, unfortunately, for Jefferson. Three seniors no longer in the program, so players have really had to step up for the Lady Cougars, and she was able to do so, force overtime, and even with Hedrick fouling out in that overtime, Jefferson was still able to hold on, get the win against a very good Martinsburg team, too. So those teams, nothing to be ashamed about last night, even though Martinsburg, again, losing in heartbreaking fashion. Still both two talented teams that I very confidently in my mind think could face each other for a third time with a state tournament bid on the line. All right, uh, the other game last night in girls' action. Spring Mills knocked off Mercersburg Academy out of Pennsylvania. A lot closer this time, 48-38. to 38. 
The win last night was Coach Gosk's 100th career victory at the helm of the Lady Cardinals program. They're now 13-0 on the season. They're back in action tomorrow night at Martinsburg, which you can tune into right here on Talk Radio WRNR TV 10, WRNR TV on YouTube. We'll move over now to the boys' side. Musselman fell to University 67-59. Troy Wolston did make his season debut for the Appleman last night after getting hurt at the end of the football season. They're now 4-8 and eight on the season. They returned to action Friday for a conference game at Hedgesville. Uh, conference action last night here in the EPAC. Spring Mills boys knocked off Washington 57-35. to Cardinals now 12-3, 5-1 in the EPAC. The Patriots fall, fell to 2-12 and 0-6 and and in the conference. Uh, quick takeaways, Troy Wolston getting back in action. That's huge for that team. It may not have been immediate, but I think that his presence will be felt as the season goes on. Do you guys agree? He's on a minutes restriction yeah. right now, yeah. 16 minutes. So he can only play in half the game. So uh, until he gets you know ramped back up, I don't expect too much out of Wolston. But just to have him back, he's clearly a really good leader on the team. And if, if you pay attention, you know, during timeouts and stuff. So, um, you know, it's just good to see the, the guy having an opportunity to play his, and uh, contribute to Musselman this year. And, and I think he could be an impact player for them once he gets, you know, back into playing shape yeah happy that he's back and hopefully he can get to 100 percent so we can see the combination of him and mahood throughout the rest of the year and then on the spring mill side uh, another solid win for them and even without cheek they are still finding yeah, ways to win so it was that's a good thing closer game than i thought it would be i told you washington would play them tough like coach sample said they did the first time all right. Uh, this again, shout out to Coach George Gosk, 100th career victory for the Lady Cardinals. Talk to, we'll talk to him about it tomorrow night as we do the pregame interview. Nick trying to take off his headphones early I there. Scratch my ear. <laughs> but that will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix. Brought to you in part by Parsons Ford, Kent Parsons Ford, and Martinsburg. They became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more. Uh, we'll talk a little more Shepherd, some WVU. Uh, you guys mentioned Pat McAfee. Uh, him and A.Q. Shipley, they hyped up Joey Fisher yesterday on Pat McAfee's show. They weren't exactly 100% sure what they're talking about, but we'll get into that next after this two-minute break. You're tuning in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR TV 10, back in two minutes. With four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states, Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords, financing from 0%, Parsons' goal of financing for all, and Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. The Classical Christian Academy at Bethel is helping create extraordinary futures. So we've seen improvements in, in our boys on the, as I said, arithmetic, reading and writing. I worked in the county, I worked in public school, and that's what I knew. Um, and I knew I wanted to be able to give her more, so I would recommend this to anyone. You know, our daughter has thrived here. Um, the, the family-like environment is exactly what she needed. The Classical Christian Academy at Bethel in Martinsburg, equipping children to lead lives of significant impact. 
If you or someone you know suffers from the disease of addiction, help is available from the Berkeley County Quick Response Team with peer recovery coaches and support promptly to the homes of those who've recently experienced an overdose. This collective effort towards recovery brings resources and services to the community, including naloxone and treatment options. Call 304-267-1313 or visit the Berkeley County Recovery Resource Center, 400 West Stevens Street, Martinsburg. The Berkeley County Quick Response Team is funded through a DHHR grant with the Berkeley Morgan County Health Department. Rock's grab-and-go is made fresh daily. Grab-and-go, now available at Rock's, Rock's local market. Rock's grab-and-go is made fresh daily. Grab-and-go, now available at Rock's, Rock's local market. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin, happy to have you with us. We're produced on the TV10 side by our intern from Shepard, Gerald Wright. And uh, let's get into talk a little more Shepherd football. Gerald Wright did play Shepherd football there for a while. I did. I was a D lineman. So you got some insight here. Uh, yesterday on uh, the Pat McAfee show, which is uh, used to be on radio, he used to be able to actually hear it on our station when he was partnered with Westwood One. Uh, but uh, he no longer partners with Westwood One. He has his own YouTube channel. I believe he was on Sirius for a bit, but he's not anymore. Uh, nonetheless, he I guess now this is a weekly thing. And throughout started in the beginning of the football season, he would have former, I believe he was a center, A.Q. Shipley. Yeah, he played for the Ravens. Played yeah. for a bunch of teams. Colts, um, Bucks, I think. They got this big, big offer with NFL Films. So he comes down and he breaks down lineman footage. So he's a big, he could be a lineman coach somewhere someday if he wanted to get back into coaching after just retiring. Uh, but yesterday... Uh, at random, in like the first hour of the show, towards the end, uh, somehow, some way, Joey Fisher's name got into the mouth of these guys. So here's the clip, Colin. Thank you for editing it. You're welcome. Thank hey, you. That's something you will actually watch. I saw you watching clips from the Shrine Bowl mm-hmm. of an offensive lineman that you saw that you said is an absolute <laughs> dog. Yeah, Joey Fisher from Shepherd College, maybe West yep. Virginia. Yep, stud. Shepherd University. Shepherd, Shepherd University. It's okay. a U. Oh yeah. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Good for Shepard kind of coming up in a big way. What's their wow. mascot? It looks like the Rams. Yeah. It's, it's got the sheep. It's yeah. got the Rams, like, little yeah, horns so. up there, yeah. He was right tackle at the Shrine Bowl, right? Yeah, and he was beating people up. And then he got invited to the Senior Bowl. He got bumped up, yeah. That's big. That is crazy because it is bumped up. Bill Belichick's coaching in the Shrine Bowl. Right. And the Senior Bowl that has a bunch of assistants coaching is the bump up. That's an interesting dynamic. That's an interesting little convo. They obviously didn't have it correct. He was at the NFL PA Bowl. Uh, but nonetheless, A.Q. Shipley shouting him out. He gets national recognition, and they did figure out it was Shepherd University, not Shepherd College. So, but a sheep. They said ram though. Nah, somebody eventually, said sheep in yeah. there. Yeah, eventually they said ram. Oh, well, yeah. Uh, but I think the sheep might have been just the Pat McAfee show because yeah, it's just them make, making jokes. Yeah. True. I don't know, but that's pretty cool to get national recognition on a show. I mean, you bring in, like, the, you know, A.Q. Shipley, obviously a big offensive line guy. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely good for Joey to get a little bit of recognition from the media. 
um, because it, it clearly shows that his name is being talked about by a lot of different NFL teams. If you know people like AQ Shipley and, and Pat McAfee are now aware of at least who he is uh, based on his performance at the NFLPA Bowl. Which he only played um, one series, I believe. Yeah, but obviously the, but whole the week practices, of practice yeah. is, is I, I would argue the practices sometimes are more important because it is kind of yeah. limited playing time in the actual game. I mean, obviously you don't want to go out there and give up like four sacks in your game performance, but um, you know the practices are, are just as important because they're looking at those reps, they're looking at your measurables, your your speed, everything like that. So um, definitely cool. Uh, even though all those details weren't exactly accurate, but that's all right. Um, the thing is, is that people are talking about Joey Fisher, and uh, that means that NFL teams are talking about Joey Fisher, and he's at least on some teams' radars, where maybe we do hear his name called on day three of the draft, uh, as long as he continues to do well. And, and you know, I think he's dealing with an injury right now, which is pretty unfortunate. So we I don't know how much he'll be able confirmed. to do at the Senior Bowl. Not gotten that confirmed, but the, the official Reese Senior Bowl account on Twitter uh, about a day ago, one twelve p.m., tweeted out uh, measurements. So height, they listed weight, they listed hand. What is hand? How far? Your how big your hand is? How big your hand is? That was and the thing that Kenny Pickett your, got made fun of. What was your arm? I le- how the length yep, of one arm? Just one arm, and then the, the wingspan. Wingspan said N A I N J. So that's making us think. Uh, did Dylan ever get confirmation when he reached out? I don't think so. But um, I might reach out to Joey this afternoon and uh, see that. But Tyson also as well came out. Tyson's got nine and four-eighths hands. Is that bigger than Kenny Pickett? Yes. It is, yeah. Kenny was like eight and a half inch hands. Yeah. So that was something that I was not concerned about with Tyson because I, I like don't really like look at the man's hands very often. <laughs> but he did have some fumbles at Shepard. And and I know that the the thing typically is maybe you have small hands if you fumble the football a lot as a quarterback. And I'm not saying he did it a lot, but he did have some like odd ones that I wasn't really sure what caused those fumbles. Uh, but it appears that the hand size is bigger than at least Kenny Pickett, so it's not going to be you know a huge concern of his. Uh, heading into the draft, and it seems like a lot of the uh, as Gerald looks at his hands, he's like, "Do I have? Do I have big hands? Yeah, I kind of have smallish hands, so uh, I would guess I wouldn't be a very good quarterback." But um, a lot of the people that head down to the uh, Pro Bowl or senior the Senior Bowl, Bowl sorry, uh, the Senior Bowl that are just kind of like NFL draft nuts, uh, were all tweeting about Tyson. Great segue. Bajan. Great segue. Now I don't know exactly what qualifies those people of being nfl experts or nfl draft people because they're not necessarily the big names they're not the mel kuypers or the todd mcshays but also there's times when mel kuyper says this guy's a first round pick don't get drafted so you know you really can only take what you hear from scouts and we won't really hear much from scouts at this time of the year so do you want to hear what definitely tyson- cool though to see that the tyson is getting some he recognition is. from a lot of different people we've got two audio clips to play one right here colin shout out colin right now right here right now just send it to Putting us on work. twitter uh it's tyson on adjusting to the speed of the game at the next level as he was at a press conference at this Reese senior bowl believe this morning 
uh, maybe uh, half a second faster, which, you know, I felt like I was, uh, you know, I feel like I've been preparing for this moment, so adjusting to the speed yesterday wasn't necessarily um, a big deal for me. I think more of it was understanding how to play under center and understanding how to relate my feet to the concept that we had, being able to play fast, being able to be efficient. Kind of hard to hear exactly what he was saying because it was recorded off a phone, but basically... You know, he saw the adjustment yesterday because he threw some pretty footballs yesterday. There's videos all over Twitter, as Nick mentioned. It was really a hype about him yesterday. And uh, we're looking to get him on the show early next week. Uh, Colin working. I'm trying. Working in like. He's a busy guy. He's a busy guy. Uh, recap the Senior Bowl, kind of what's next before, I guess, what is the combine? Very soon? March 20th. March 8th. I thought it was February 20th. Or February 20th. Yeah, so yeah, February what he's going to be doing March between there we go. after the Added Senior Bowl and the Combine, which he did get an invite to. But uh, here, so yesterday, uh, Nick, did we talk, I don't know if we talked about it on the show, but all the Senior Bowl coverage was going to be on NFL Plus. Yes. Not on NFL Network. I think ESPN is having some of it a little bit this week. I did record that on my YouTube TV just to kind of see if I could skim through it. Well, I recorded last night, the NFL Network had a one-hour kind of just recap of day one of practice yeah, they'll be doing that every day yeah yeah so i recorded it so it's going to get recorded every night so maybe we can have stuff to, to play here uh but the head coach for the team what team is tyson on the national team i can't remember which one he's on uh but his head coach is the offensive coordinator for the bears and his name is luke getsy well luke getsy uh we were at a bunch of games this year. It might have been Kutztown. There was a bunch of Bears guys there. I think there's multiple games where Bears scouts were there. Well, it's because Getze was the offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach at IUP in 2011. So he probably likes to look at these guys that are getting hyped throughout the uh, throughout the you know Division two ranks, the PSAC ranks. And uh, here he is. This aired last night on NFL Network. Here is the audio of Luke Getze talking. I believe Tom Pelissero of NFL Media. Well, TV scouting. If you popped on a game, you probably said a little bit of the quarterbacks on your team. TV scouting. If you popped on a game during the fall here, what do you know about them? No, I mean the all, uh, all three guys that are on the field playing, uh, the competitiveness. Right? There's a guy from Shepherd that I was coach at IUP, so I took two, and I'm glad that he was on the other team. I was like, come on, I need some my uh, Division Two IUP uh, PSAC in my life. So they, they got Tyler on uh, Tyson on our team. So I'm looking forward to uh, get to work with all those guys. Have you arm wrestled his world champion father yet? I, ha- I have not. No, I'm not going there. So last thing, just to- I'm not going there. I like that uh, Tom Pelissero added that you know. <laughs> We we knew that this would happen, right, Colin? Didn't didn't yeah. we figure that Travis would get something? I thought he said that he was going to go out and actually have, or at least attempt to have arm wrestling challenges. I think he was there planning something. I don't know if it ever happened. And I know uh, at least two out of the four people in this room, I believe, have a uh, went up against the beast in arm wrestling. Did not beat him? Allegedly, um, there's no video evidence of the said event, but <laughs> Gerald. I'm sure it has. Yeah, that's why I did you? Before. How'd you do? I didn't. I'm not that dumb. Up against you did. At the Tyson no, no, no. thing, right? Yeah. The, yeah. yeah. Um, the person who got the closest was Joey. Yeah. yeah. I think we heard that. I was, I was pretty close. I had show this fall. All right. We've got to move on. We've only got 17 minutes left in today's show. And uh, we're still on segment two. Before we end the segment, West Virginia falls last night to number 15 TCU, 76-72. Uh, it was a four-point 
uh, lead for TCU at halftime, and it was a four-point game in the end. Uh, four guys in double figures for West Virginia, led by Eric Stevenson, 17, 15 for Trey Mitchell. Emmett Matthews back in double di- double figures with 10 and 12 for Joe Toussaint. Colin, quick takeaway here is we've got to get a break. Shep, or excuse me, is now 13 and 9 and 2 wins in the Big 12. Obviously frustrated in the loss. Positive thing, they never gave up. They fought hard until the very end however if you want to win games you you can't be playing catch up the entire time you need to lead and you need to be the one to put the pressure on the other team to have to come back instead of you trying to come back so that's it all right well that will do it for this segment brought to you in part by our senior's home store not just an appliance store any longer cabinets and designer bedding outdoor living and his family owned and operated right here in martinsburg at 360 hackwells away go to orsinis.com for more when we get back we'll talk nfl a couple head coaching gigs have been shirt up one that we didn't think he was going to actually become a head coach we thought he was going to go do what he did last year and be on fox sports coverage of the nfl and then this morning video comes out from Tom Brady, and he calls it a career officially. We'll talk about that after this two-minute break. You're in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Hi, this is Lauren from Orsini's right here in Martinsburg. Grilling is not just for the boys. We are a platinum Traeger dealer carrying the Pro Series all the way up to the Timberline Series. We have every flavor of wood pellets along with accessories, rubs, sauces, not just Traeger, we carry Utz, Meat Church, Lanes, and Dizzy Pig. We also carry a full line of Yeti products. Orsini's has everything to complete your backyard. Visit us at 360 Hack Wilson Way or at Orsini's.com. The Palace Lounge in Martinsburg is the place to be. Join us every night to relax and enjoy football or basketball games featuring either the Martinsburg Bulldogs, Shepherd University Rams, or West Virginia Mountaineers. We will have steak night every Wednesday, trip nights every Thursday, and now taco and margarita nights every Tuesday. You can find us on Facebook or call 304-267-7520. The Palace Lounge is located at 1350 Edwin Miller Boulevard in Martinsburg. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. Ollie's VIP Northside is the best spot to catch all your favorite teams. Join us Monday for Dollar Wings and Monday Night Football. Thursdays on the patio for the Cornhole Tourney. Friday Night Lights with Happy Hour Specials or Saturdays during or after the college games for Steak Night. Get a ribeye or New York Steak for just $26.95. Ollie's has great food and drink menus too along with 17 TVs to watch any game of your choice from anywhere at the bar or their outdoor patio and fire pit. So stop by and see for yourself today at 36 Veronica Drive in Martinsburg. That's Ollie's VIP Northside. We'll see you for the game. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Press record. Let you guys know first. So, 
Good morning, guys. I'll get to the point right away. I'm retiring for good. I know the process uh, was a pretty big deal last time, so when I woke up this morning, I figured I'd just press record and let you guys know first. So I uh, won't be long-winded. Like you only get one super emotional retirement essay, and I used mine up last year. So I uh, really thank you guys so much to every single one of you for supporting me, my family, my friends. Tom Brady hangs it up officially this morning. Do we think he's done either way? Or I mean, he'll be a first ballot Hall of Famer either way, but will it be in 2028 when he's first eligible if he doesn't play anymore? Or is he going to make a surprise comeback once again? Um, I guess I'll just say first, I'll, I'll officially believe it when it's week one and we don't see Tom Brady out there. But also... I did see reports that Brady was really just debating between either retirement or coming back to Tampa. He didn't want to play for another team. Um, So if that is the case, retirement does make sense for Tom Brady at this point. And he really doesn't have anything to prove, but he didn't have anything to prove last time. So I could still see this guy coming back because I think he's just like obsessed with football. Um, He's not married now, so... You don't right. have to worry about pleasing his he wife. He does have a lot of money he can go to at Fox, but a lot of people are saying they like Greg Olson as a color analyst, so they don't want him to yeah. take over. But um Yeah, that could that could be the route he goes. But I just think with Tom Brady, a guy that has played this long and still can play at a relatively high level, if he wants to come back, he may decide to do so. But it it does seem like would he would he do this again i don't i don't know but brett Favre, like he kept retiring so i'm not counting it out until week one but if it is the end i mean like we already know he's the greatest quarterback of all time they should just put him in the hall of fame a year after retiring because yeah he's that great i agree and i i wouldn't be surprised if he comes out of retirement again i'll say the same thing as nick just said I, i'll believe it when he's not on a team in week one or maybe even sooner if he's a part owner of either the Dolphins or maybe even Washington if he wants to go that route to help probably uh, not to sell a Dan Snyder a little bit quicker probably but not. man can dream so but yeah. still a great legacy obviously and no matter what Tom Brady's actually doing it doesn't matter his legacy won't change either way but it's sad because I said yesterday it makes a fun quarterback carousel if he's in it now there's one guy that's a big name out of that yeah that is true uh you know yesterday was aaron Rodgers' weekly appointment that he has aaron Rodgers tuesdays on pat mcafee and he said he wasn't going to make an announcement of whether he would what he wasn't going to decide what he was going to do and make it public until after the season was over because this is time for the guys that are still playing to get the limelight which i yeah. think i think that's a great thing to do personally uh, but Aaron Rodgers just wants us to talk about him for an entire offseason again. I don't and think he's so. going to come back and, and play. We all know yep. that this is all just his kind of hype thing. Um, but he will play next year. I almost yeah. guarantee it. All right. Uh, coach hirings. Now there's been two dominoes to fall. First one yesterday around 430. D'Amico Ryans is now named the head coach of the Houston Texans. 
the 49ers defensive coordinator that's risen up really, really fast. A former uh, linebacker for the Texans comes home the dealers for six years. He'll be officially introduced on Thursday. He'll uh, be become the first, or the Texans will become the first team in NFL history to have hired three consecutive black head coaches. That's just in the ESPN article. But uh, D'Amico Ryan's going from defensive coordinator to head coach with the team that he played the majority of his career with in the Texans. Big shout-out to him. Yeah, hopefully they actually uh, commit to D'Amico Ryan's long-term because this has been now three straight coaching hirings uh, where it doesn't seem like any of these guys have gotten a fair shot in Houston when you're coaching on the worst NFL roster in the league what are you really expected to do uh but out of the three hirings i think this one seems to make the most sense um the previous one was what it was uh the ravens old special teams coach that they had hired yeah i think so who or wide receivers coach i believe it was and it's like the ravens don't have a good receiving core and why would you hire their receiving coach? It didn't make any sense. And then Lovey Smith, who really hadn't been around the NFL in a little bit. I think he was at Illinois, and he just hadn't had success since, like, the 2006 Bears. So it didn't that one didn't make sense either, but I felt like he didn't really get a great opportunity there. Um, but this one makes the most sense. A young coach, a coach that's had, you know, success coaching one of the best defenses in the NFL, and he's a former player of your franchise makes sense that you would want to commit to a guy like this it really does Colin, your take as long as they keep him longer than a year otherwise it continues to kind of be a bad look and maybe a little bit more toxicity in the uh texans organization because smith didn't get a fair shot that's obvious he only had one year with the worst team there was nothing he could do to truly make it better honestly we already know that black head coaches are in a minority in the nfl so the fact that they went back to back with one year runs for three years oh well, yeah this is the i understand yeah, 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 yeah. two previously and now they're doing it a third time around hopefully third time's a charm for that all right well the final one kind of shocking because we had heard from all indications that sean payton was not going to become a head coach this year and for at least the the 2023 season remain at fox as an analyst uh, but the sh- the Denver Broncos agreed to trade with the New Orleans Saints to make Sean Payton their 19th head coach in franchise history. The Saints will receive the Broncos' 2023 first-round pick, the 29th overall, and the 2024 second-round pick for Payton and the Saints' 2024 third-round selection, sources have told Adam Schefter. Uh, they're also expected to make Peyton one of the highest-paid coaches in, in in the league this year. I think this is shocking, but I think it's shocking because of how it all played out. Like I thought he was going to go back after kind of the weeks and weeks of questioning, uh, but I think this this is perfect for uh, Russell Wilson. I think you get Russell Wilson back to where he was in you know 2014, 2015. Your take quickly, guys. Well, a lot of people are saying, and this makes sense, you know, Russell Wilson doesn't really fit the typical Sean Payton offensive scheme. So that's one thing that I think keep in note here. And also, I think this is a lot to give up just for a coach who is a good coach. I'm not saying Sean Payton's a bad coach, but 
a coach can only do so much for a franchise. And let's not forget, he did have three straight seven and nine seasons with Drew Brees in the prime of his career from 2014 to 2016. So he not he won't necessarily come into Denver and, and fix things right away. But it's definitely, I think, maybe worth the risk considering how much you invested in Russell Wilson. Quickly, Colin. Saints absolutely fleeced this. I feel bad for the Broncos and their fan base. You need good players, not just a good coach. They have no good players, and Wilson's done. So Peyton can do his best, but it's not going to matter. All right, on that note, that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. On the other side of this break, we'll wrap things up, talk Capitals. They closed out the first half of the season last night with an overtime victory. And then uh, the Wizards were supposed to play tonight, but that's not going to happen. We'll talk about that after this two-minute break. You're tuned to the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR TV 10. On your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a newer used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are, and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it, no questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back-and-forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. Panhandle Printing and Design is your full-service local print shop. With over 50 years of combined experience, we know how to handle all of your printing and design needs. We can handle anything, from small business cards to wrapping large vehicles. Our in-house design team can do it all. As a staple of this community, we love helping people promote their events, businesses, and anything they're passionate about. Envision, create, and bring your ideas to life with Panhandle Printing and Design. At the Berkeley County Health Department, our motto is prevent, promote, protect. Since 1935, our mission has been to provide clinical and environmental services to protect the health of the general public. We're committed to building public health in our community by offering a wide range of services, including blood pressure screening, breast and cervical screening, family planning, counseling, lab testing, and more. We perform health inspections to make sure the are clean, and we prepare and coordinate plans to respond to all hazards. The Berkeley County Health Department, 122 Waverly Court, Martinsburg. Now, back to the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Kuznetsov is on to begin OT, so two is Marcus Johansson. He will move in along the right side. MJ 90 kicks it back to Kuznetsov. Look, shoots and scores! Evgeny Kuznetsov wins it for Washington! His first goal in 14 games, and the Capitals escape Ohio with a 4-3 win over Columbus. That courtesy of John Walton and the Capitals Radio Network. They get to win 4-3 last night in Columbus. They end the first half of the season, the All-Star Game this Saturday, I believe, at 3 or 4 p.m. on ABC. 
Ovechkin's supposed to play in it, but we know he doesn't like to play in the All-Star game, so who knows. But uh, big win for them last night to go into the break. They'll be off until next Saturday because if they played so many games, they're going to get like an extra five days off. If Ovechkin doesn't play, can Tyler Huntley make the NHL All-Star game? <laughs> I say yes. Why not? All right. That will do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. We'll be out at two high school signings later on this afternoon. You're one in about an hour. Uh, but uh, we'll have that on the show tomorrow to get their the player-student-athletes reaction to uh, going to play athletics in college. But that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. Uh, for our intern, Gerald Wright, for Colin, Nick, I'm Spencer saying so long. We'll talk to you tomorrow on another, another edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR, Martinsburg, as well as TV 10. We'll be right back.